Welcome to an all new episode of What the Tech Just Happened. As millions of students and workers are now home, what does that mean for bandwidth and ISP providers across the globe? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Speaking of millions of people at home, I have got a little one in the background and Rob McIntosh and I are bringing What the Tech Just Happened to you uh, virtually this week on our new platform. And we are going to be talking all about what the new normal is thanks to the coronavirus. All this and more on What the Tech Just Happened. Good morning, Rob. Uh, good morning, Penny. <laughs> this is going to be. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> this is that. Uh, this is definitely different. Uh, it's a different kind of Studio A, isn't it? It is. We are now in Studio D. <laughs> studio D or Studio C, because this is where you do your um, your webcast. Which what did what did you call them? The oh, so yes, every week I do a webcast called Penny for Your Thoughts um, for our sales team. So I always record. Like in a similar setup that I am in right now, I usually do that recording for our our sales uh, our sales force across uh, the country. So this is not necessarily this situation isn't necessarily a new normal for me. Having uh, the two and a half year old that I always talk about in the background while I do this is a little you know, new. For the me. video is working. We're, we're working on that part. Soon we'll see the video. Yeah. And there's a crib in the background. You had another segment, though. Did you call it Tales from the Crib? Tales from the Crib. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, we're, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about new normals. And one of the things that I set up for this week with our internal team of moms that have kids at home and our partner community uh, moms that have kids at home, I am extending the Tales from the Crib branding uh, to have an after hours virtual happy hour for uh, all awesome. of the Moms. Uh, so I, lo- I love to hear this innovation and what people are doing now, especially remotely and using the technology to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, the, cr- the creativity has abounded, and you know what? I think this is probably a good, a, a positive note for us to start on because there has been so. You know, we are experiencing, you know, California has gone into lockdown. New York has gone into lockdown. I believe Ohio, Illinois, and Massachusetts made their announcements over, um, I actually think at noon today, Massachusetts goes into effect. um, And today, March 24th, there's a lot of changes, but it has fostered a lot of creativity of how people communicate, how people stay positive. And how you, they're filling their time. <laughs> right, right. And you know, now that I'm talking is when I'm we're gonna I'm gonna have a competing, you know, acapellaist down the hallway. But yeah, you were everybody across the country is doing the same thing. So yeah. it, it's great for them to hear the noises of life. I love that. Right. So you were it speaking of acapella, you were telling me about about how a school a school is handling their uh, postponed concerts and things like that. Yeah. So I saw this actually on the news and I guess it, it went semi-viral, if not viral on the internet. Um, but there's a school out there who had their concert um, canceled, like so many others, mm-hmm. and they were really looking forward to performing uh, a number of their acapella songs. 
So what they did is they they made a video and they split the screen. So there was like 20 of them on this split screen. And they all had their, of course, their own acapella parts. And they actually did a song via the internet. And it sounded really good. Oh I God, was like, so cool. wow. So pretty much the way we're doing it right now, streaming it with really good microphones. They all did that. And they, they put it together and edited it and threw it up on uh, the internet. And uh, they shared it with a couple of the news stations. And it just, it really kind of puts a smile on your face. <laughs> it's, love it. it's really cool to see, because uh, I, I have, I've heard a lot of people are seeing, first of all, there's, because you cannot go outside, uh, being on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and really any other virtual platform. I've seen people at work leverage their WebExes to get together with friends in the evening, um, their Skype accounts, their Microsoft Teams accounts. Everyone's like going back to old school of how can I play with my friends for for lack of a better term, but they're they're using technology to kind of facilitate it and then get it out there into the world. And it's been really cool to watch how creative people have been with their their boredom. Without a doubt. And, you know, a lot of the, the folks using their their new type of cameras and their phone cameras, because now it, it's crazy when you have, you know, the iPhone 10 out there with just spectacular footage that you can grab. They, there was another town that did a parade, uh, and it was all the teachers and the staff. Um, they were really missing their students. So they all got together. They got into their cars. Some of them decorated their cars, and they, and they announced it out there. I think they did it via Facebook, uh, Facebook community, mm-hmm. and um, let the town know that they were going to go up and down the neighborhood streets. And so they went up and down the neighborhood streets and all the families were out and all the kids were out and they made signs for the teachers and the staff saying that we miss you. And they got to drive by social distancing, wave, beep, so cool. and said, we'll, we'll be back soon. So it was, uh, it was really cool. It's, it's nice to see, uh, it's nice to see the community come together. It's, it's good to see the positive, but you know, th- this might be kind of a good segue into while everyone is being outside and social distancing and being in your cars is great, but there's a lot of people inside their house using their technology, using their internet connection. I look at myself and I have a small family and a little one and she is using an iPad and sometimes, like this morning, she's using an iPad and the TV. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, so she's, fisted. she's multi-watching. <laughs> she has a, a dual screen experience going on. Um, but I'm connected to the internet. I'm recording video and audio. Uh, last week, my husband was home during the day. So he was using the internet. And, you know, it. it we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what, this many people on the network, just the general internet, um, is doing for not only the um, ISPs, but uh, providers like Netflix and Cisco and every other sort of, uh, uh, you know, internet capable, anything that's connected to the internet, how they handle the overall bandwidth. You know, we we were talking about Microsoft Teams over the last couple of weeks. And in November, Microsoft Teams had 20 million users. Uh, as of four days ago, they now have 44 million users wow, on their platform, right? 
And I know Cisco is experiencing very similar growth as well. So what have you sort of seen about out there about, you know, how ISPs and how internet providers in general are, are handling the bandwidth issues? Yeah, it's an issue. And a lot of folks right now, they're, you know, they're monitoring it very closely. The FCC commissioner is sending out daily tweets as they monitor it, you know, very much like they would during any kind of natural disaster. So when there's hurricanes, earthquakes, et cetera, out there, they monitor what's going on with bandwidth in the internet because there are always spikes. Well, obviously, this is probably one of the biggest spikes in the history of our our country when it comes to uh, bandwidth on uh, the ISPs and, and, and technology as a whole. Uh, so they look at some of the big carriers and the the big um, consumers of it. One being Netflix. Mm-hmm. So Netflix was um, broadcasting, you know, in HD, <clears throat> 4K, and so they're asking them, you know, to downscale that so that it's just um, it's a regular high def uh, without the 4K to to conserve on bandwidth. Uh, I don't know if they, they're adhering to that. I know that that was an ask, and I know that Netflix was trying to do what they could to protect the bandwidth there. The other thing I saw with Netflix is, I, at least it, just looking at, we sometimes think just the United States, but this is, I think I saw yesterday, this has affected um, at least 148 countries at this point um, that have uh, confirmed cases and or casualties as a, a result. And in uh, Jerusalem, uh, they've actually asked Netflix to create uh, groups. So with your existing connection, I mean, subscription and a Chrome browser, um, having everybody watch uh, the same movie at the same time ah. um, to try to you know increase capacity. So if it's very similar to, gee, back in the old days when we only had four channels, and if you wanted to watch something, you tuned in at eight o'clock to watch whatever. Right. It's now they're doing it for the internet, you know. So instead of having all this, what we love so much, that on demand, they're going back to old school where you tune in at such a such such a time. Yeah, that's they're, really interesting. Yeah, they're trying to get more groups to watch together at the same like the same program at the same time to reduce the strain on both the the internet connection, but also uh, Netflix's streaming service. Which is really funny because remember we, uh, how can you forget? I felt like I was bringing up Netflix like once a week and how they were starting to see a decline uh, ever since Disney Plus came out. And I'll have to pull the stats, but uh, I've heard nothing but what should I walk, watch on Netflix over the last two weeks? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling this is, you know, who's going to be a, a winner coming out of this? Likely uh, Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all of those on-demand streaming services. Yeah, those and, content providers are, are eating this up right now. Yep. And on our, our last podcast, I made a comment about how I thought this was going to be the end of the movie industry. And uh, lo and behold, movies that uh, were uh, slated for later release this year... Um, are now being, I've already seen them on Amazon, available to purchase for $19.99. Uh, and I just want to add to that. So two nights ago, I watched The Invisible Man. Oh, you did? That's for $19.99. Um, I, I, it's my kind of movie, so I give it two huge thumbs up. It was spectacular. And it was just really where I'm going. Am I really going to spend $19.99 and not even own it? And I, it was funny. I was looking at a lot of the comments on there, and um, people were really upset. They said, "Oh, this is price gouging, and how dare you take advantage of that?" I'm like, "Guys, 
I, I think you're missing this. This is a different kind of that they have a lot of licensing, extra licensing that they are um, paying for. This is a brand new movie that wasn't even released in the theaters. That's coming, or was it? Was it released in the theaters? No, not yet. Nope. Okay, so this was slated to be released in the theaters. They bypassed that, so Hollywood and everybody else they're charging them a big chunk of money in order to license it so that that you can view. So, to me, that's a bargain. You know, if you've got a family of you know four or five people sitting down to watch it, how much would that have cost you if you went to the movies? I get it's not the same experience, although in some households it is. <laughs> <laughs> and talking technology, but um, it was that was it was great. It was really interesting to watch yeah. a first rate, first run movie before it, it, when it didn't even go to the theaters and watch that. So, and this is uh, I was looking at my Facebook memories uh, yesterday, and uh, one year ago today I shared an article from Screen Rant because Steven Spielberg has been trying to had been trying to put together a. Um, in-home viewing uh, vehicle for major movies because even Steven Spielberg was saying people aren't going to the theater like they used to. It's expensive to take a family of four, cost you forty plus dollars plus snacks. So let's get let's get a a more uh, in-home friendly alternative. And back a year ago, they were thinking that they'd be able to deliver new releases two weeks after they hit the theater. So all of this infrastructure and technology has been in place the whole time. And like the positive thing that's coming out of and what's going to be our new normal is sort of the tipping point for all of these things that have been in place to finally be put into action, like in-home movies and tons of other sort of facial recognition. I think that's kind of our next topic is things that uh, can, you know, instead of fingerprints and touching things using facial recognition, which has been on all of our technology for ever. And I know I haven't used it, but here we are. It's a new day um, and we have COVID-19 to think to think for it. Speaking of facial recognition, uh, I know that Panasonic has their facial recognition called Face Pro, and they claim now, you know, we're going to go back onto the kind of COVID-19 for a second, but um, they're claiming that they can do facial recognition even though you're wearing a mask. Uh, oh, which wow. Was, yeah, which was one of the big <clears throat> kind of stopping points um, and all of these. So this is kind of propelling all those companies now that have been pushing facial recognition and have had to push back from the folks that are claiming civil liberties violations. And, um, and, and so this is their way that they can push their agenda through. Uh, again, very interesting, another disruptive technology that's coming out as a result of COVID-19. Rob, why don't you talk a little bit, you know, about, uh, we've talked about the drones, you know, taking robots, taking over the world and all that kind of stuff, but how really uh, drones are being used um, again, in that tons of them have always been out there and they've had capability, but you know, this experience is really bringing it to a functional and realistic uh, use case. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're using robots and drones uh, to help out with COVID-19. And one of the ways that they're doing that is first through detection. So they can actually send up cameras and use that facial recognition that we were talking about. And they also incorporate it with thermal imaging. So that thermal imaging is what helps detect if there are actual spikes in temperature in people. So if they're running a fever or something, they can actually detect that through the thermal imaging that's out there. And they're also using these drones to help police areas where they actually have speakers on the drones and they're trying to disperse large crowds. You know, So they're really trying to enforce that social distancing 
which is so weird that when, so weird. When, when you look at 2020 and terms and words that define the year, social distancing will be top of the list. <laughs> it's nuts. But yeah, so those drones are used for policing areas too. We talked about those drones being used to send up cell towers, mm -hmm. you know, where you're going to hover there for cell for communication. So it's being used for communication, being used for crowd control. It's being used for detection as well. Not to talk about the weather, but we just got like eight inches of snow last night in New England. And it's just one of those, oh, okay, 2020, anything else you would like to share with us? But over the weekend, it was actually fairly nice. Nice. It was a little bit chilly, but there are a lot of people that were out walking. I know like in Florida, there was lots of people on the beaches. They're still wanting you to stay six feet away, but can you, it seems very futuristic if I'm walking on a pathway, all of a sudden a drone starts hovering above us going, please move further away. You are not six feet apart from one another. It's like that, that uh, it's very stuff. like, that's movie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, though it was uh, very discouraging, and I. I don't want to get into a a little pissing match because people are going to say, "Okay, boomer," but it was really discouraging to see spring break and that there was a lot of younger folks that weren't heeding the warnings. And I get it. I was a kid and I don't, you know, I try to put myself back in those days and I'm like, okay, if that was the 20 year old Rob living in 2020, would I heed the warnings or would I be one of those people on the beach? I'm hoping that the mature older Rob would be talking to him and say, Hey, come on, be responsible. But a little part of me is like, I, I might not have either. We both know we would have picked to go on the beach. I we know. Oh, so I get it. But being older, I look at that and say, guys, yeah. it's just so irresponsible. It's not, you know, that's really thinking about yourself. Yeah, you might not be as in danger, although there have been a couple of young people, young people deaths now associated with COVID-19. So it's not discriminating anybody at, at any age. So you could, if you're compromised, even at a young age, you can get it, you know, but just you can be a carrier and you could be with other people and you're passing along and not even know that you are. So Right. I think I think the other thing though, I, if I were to say it, maybe give uh some younger generations a little bit of a break is I don't think they are as tuned into the daily news as a lot of us are. Um, you know, like I'm not where, giving them a pass because No, I'm not saying a pass. I'm not saying a pass, but I, I think for it to to sink in it it's might. so prevalent on social media too, though. I mean, that you get news everywhere. I mean, they they get their Twitter feeds. They're they're probably actually getting more information than I do because I'm not on those those social feeds as much as as the younger generation is. So I I I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure. I, I'm gonna. Oh, you're not buying it. You're I'm not. not buying I'm it. not buying that they're not. They don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, but the other thing is, okay, if you are a spring breaker and you have, uh, you've sunk a lot of money into airfare, into hotels, and if your hotel isn't canceling and your air, your flight isn't being canceled, you, they are young. They feel invincible. Nothing can touch them. They've got many years ahead of them, and they're going. Well, you know this just seems like a recommendation. If I can still fly in the air and I can still stay at my hotel and the beach is still open, then, you know, this isn't remember and not to use the stereotype. I think it's just an age and maturity thing. They think that if nothing is physically stopping them, then 
what's the big deal? No, I, I, I totally get it. Believe me. I'm not. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it. And, and I'll be, I'm saying this from, it took me a couple of weeks to really come around to this, to, to have it be like, what is everyone freaking out about? And why I no, I'm not going to stay home. Like it took me, it took me a couple of weeks to wrap my head around it. So I can't imagine being 15 years younger and I'd have an even longer peer incubation period for information. Right. Right. <laughs> to sink in. So, so we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, yeah, we there, did. but, we but did. to, to, you know, wrap it back around, we were talking about the drones. So in that, in that situation, you know, to keep uh, law enforcement safe, you know, you, you go over to those beaches with a drone and you say, Hey, listen, guys, we have a national crisis going on right now. There is social distancing and we don't want to have to come in with, you know, the forces, please disperse. And it can at least be that first wave of, you know, let's let's move off, uh, you know, and, and see what happens. So if that even helps a little bit and could save even one life because they didn't come in contact, uh, well worth it. So that's a great, great use of technology there. Yeah, uh, I just, you know, and I, uh, I don't want to, sharply uh change our our subject here but i i think when we're talking about you know people that have everyone has a little bit of fear here they've been told to go uh home from work people like you and me rob are, are fairly lucky as of today where we can do our jobs from home uh which we are you know whoever would have thought after cramming six people into a studio we would see how easy it is to actually just record online <laughs> darn it <laughs> we discovered this a while ago yeah um but don't tell anyone cuz we're still clamoring for that in-house studio yes we are <laughs> but i i wanted to just take a moment and cuz i i think the service industry and retail is uh definitely taking a huge hit from this um Many have closed down, and there was a there was a big story in the news yesterday about uh, Hobby Lobby making the decision not to close. I do. I'm not sure if you heard that, but the I won't get into the the finer details of it. But the CEO made a decision that they believe that they will be protected by higher powers through this uh, process, and they're following very strict protocol of cleaning the store, um, managing uh, employees that may be ill. I think, you know, if we're talking about spring breakers being irresponsible by going on spring break, I think companies that are not essential uh, are making a similar risk. But there are a lot of companies out there that have made the decision to close and have provided some sort of compensation relief for their employees, at least through many I'm seeing is through March 31st, uh, which I think was the initial mandates that came out. Um, so Apple is one of them. They are um, paying their employee salaries. Through. <laughs> <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> uh, yep, that was the stroller heading on into the room at rapid speed. Um, but Apple, Bath and Body Works, Carhartt, Crocs, Gap, Levi's, uh, Lululemon, Lush, Macy's, Morph, Nordstrom, Primark, and Sephora are all major retail companies that have made the announcement to close but support their employees to try to mitigate sort of the financial impact that everyone is going to see from COVID-19. Good for them. 
Yes, yeah, seeing unfortunately a lot of sad stories out there in our community. There's a, a number of small businesses already that it's affected them, and they're closing down. Right. And uh, you know, it breaks your heart because these people worked all their lives to you know have a dream and have that dream come to fruition, and then in a matter of you know a month, have it all ripped away from them. It's it's really it's difficult to see. It really is. It is. This is uh, you know, my husband has uh, has been trying to have me see this as balanced as I possibly can, and I you and I have talked about it a lot uh, over the past couple of weeks is this is going to create uh, definitely some struggle, but it is creating opportunities for us to take advantage, for companies to take advantage of technology uh, that they have had at their disposal, but have not used um, for, for business gains. And I think those uh, obviously service industries like eating out at a restaurant or taking your dry cleaning somewhere and picking it up. Uh, those, you know, you can't eat virtually. You can't get your clothes dry cleaned. For, although I do get my clothes dry cleaned virtually because I use a rental service. Ah. Um, so I'll just throw a nod to that. But uh, there's a lot of businesses that will be impacted. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of winners that come out of this at the end. Uh, already in the medical field, we're seeing telehealth be used in a way broader scope than it ever has been before. And I think we're going to see the same thing on retail. And I think restaurants will come up with an alternative strategy through this. So an exciting time to see what's going to happen with people taking advantage of technology um, as we look at this being our new way of life for a little bit. Yeah. You know, again, this this podcast is a, a great example for those that, you know, you can't see it, but, I, and I'll give a, you know, a little tip of the hat to this particular platform. It's called Squadcast. And uh, they do a great job so that you can get that kind of personal interaction, first of all. So Penny and I are able to see each other uh, video, which it, it really is important in a podcast to be able to, you know, not just hear the tonality, but be able to see the, you know, the, the facial expressions so that, uh, you know, you can kind of interact that way too. And so we're able to take advantage of this technology and this platform, and there's many other ones out there. I'm not saying Squadcast, you know, is, is the best, but it works for us. So we're embracing it and we're making it work. Absolutely. So we kind of had a, a mixture of tech happenings around, uh, you know, ISPs uh, guaranteeing bandwidth coverage. I know the FCC is uh, monitoring all of this closely as well and how streaming providers are trying to reduce their impact on um, different bandwidth networks that are out there and available for you. So if you are at home and you are taking advantage of all of your different platforms, platforms and streaming services and internet connectivity. Just know that this will likely improve as time goes by and the wait starts to streamline a little bit better and carriers are able to respond to the demand. So on whatever platform you are listening to us on, please remember to like, share and follow and feel free to leave us a comment. And we would actually love to hear your work from home experiences and what you are going through. So please email us at podcast at connection.com and share your stories with us. We'd love to uh, share what you guys are going through and hear from uh, those that are out there listening on a regular basis. And I just want to say too, that if, if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, we would love that. Um, yeah. Send us an email and uh, we'll reach out to you and we'll get you on Squadcast. So you don't have to come into the studio. We can do it this way. Uh, and also, if you have any sound bites or anything and you want to share those, then you can upload an MP3. Uh, just attach it to the email or um, we will reach out to you. And we can do it via Dropbox. And, um, if, you know, if we like it and we can fit it in, we'll put that onto our podcast. 
Awesome. So thank you, everybody, and stay safe. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a good one, Rob. Okay, you too, Penny. Bye. <laughs> she wants to be a host, you know. She wants to be a host, and she wants to put on a pretty dress while she's doing it. Um, but By the one way, of- that does not get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, you go. Yeah, I'll help you find your other shoe. Yep. Um, <laughs> we will. Uh, I'm kind of. My brain's a little fried, Rob. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Edit point Um, at 2831. (laughs) Yeah.